The internet and our use of it are constantly evolving. Five years from now, the web will probably be entirely different from what we know today. Artists, companies, and researchers are already considering what that future web might look like and who will control it. Nicole McNulty takes us on a trip to the metaverse and what it might mean for the future of the way we interact with technology. It's Friday night and Sugar Club is happening. There's lights and art and people, or rather avatars that look like people dancing. We're in a virtual world called Decentraland. You know, everyone's kind of just hanging out, enjoying their Friday night in the metaverse. Jeremy is a digital artist who creates kaleidoscopic moving images. Professionally, he goes by the name Trippy Yogi and is giving me a tour by sharing his screen. I think the main party space is actually up ahead. Oh wait, wrong way. Let's go back in this way. There's a side door off the club that leads to a gallery with an exhibition of digital art. If you click on one of the pieces, you're taken to a marketplace where you can buy that work. Let me step outside. Once you leave the club, there are bursts of color everywhere. Vibrant yellow and red trees planted in neatly landscaped orange grass. There are other people walking around, playing games, who you can stop and chat with. You can see buildings, a casino, and even a colossal Bart Simpson. And there are elaborate art installations that would be impossible in the analog world, like giant dancing fish floating high in the air. This is kind of like one of the blockchain-based art districts. Jeremy is setting up his own gallery space in Decentraland. Musicians are holding real concerts here. You can even gamble in a casino. There are slot machines and roulette tables. When you enter, you are greeted by an actual person through their avatar. I approached a female avatar floating in the air and introduced myself. Hi, my name is Nicole. I'm a reporter with Uptown Radio. Hi, Nicole. And this is Erin. And I'm a casino host in the Central Land for the Central Games. Erin says she works full time as a host in the casino. The most exciting part for me is uh, the fact that um, anybody can do actually anything in here. It's like crazy casino where you can actually play like real games with real money and you're like in there with your avatar sitting around with everyone in the casino. It's it's mind-blowing. All these different environments, businesses, galleries in Decentraland are individually owned and operated. Unlike the web we now know, the space in this world is finite by design. There are only 90,000 parcels of land here. Most are already sold and the market is shooting up. Earlier this month, a plot of land sold for over half a million dollars. Russ Moreland is a longtime painter and tattoo artist who also sells NFTs of his work on the web. He says he decided to buy some space in Decentraland and set up his own gallery. But then I looked at the prices and it's like, it's thousands. Like my wife would probably kill me. She'd be like, no, we could have put a, like a down payment on another house and had a rental property rather than, you know, you buying something in cyberspace kind of thing. Many users of Decentraland simply enjoy playing in cutting-edge reality technology. Others are here to speculate and cash in on the booming land values. Experts say Decentraland is a stepping stone to creating a new kind of internet 
and a way for all of us to interact with the web. You know, this to me feels very much like the internet in the mid-90s. That's Brian Romero, an artist and former website builder. And I was part of that first dot-com boom, and I, I get the same exact feeling I had then, now, about the virtual world space. There are several key features that distinguish Decentraland from the web today. The interface is virtual and far more interactive and elaborate. And most importantly, the ownership and operation of that virtual world is decentralized. Nearly every website you visit now is owned by a single entity, like Amazon or the Internal Revenue Service. Peter Kaufman is a writer who works at MIT's Open Learning. He says as users go from site to site, it gives the illusion that they are controlling their own experience online. But in fact, you know, you're, you're not. I mean, if you're on Google or if you're looking at YouTube or if you're, you know, surfing, listening to music, um, chances are you're, you're on a platform that is controlled by people other than you. It's basically like a monarchy. That's Glenn Goodman, a former BBC journalist and author of the book The Crypto Trader. He says that Decentraland offers the opportunity for collective decision-making. With a decentralized metaverse, you can create a democracy. So in a way, it's a kind of libertarian vision, getting away from the old monarchy of the virtual worlds run by corporations and creating new worlds for the people, run by the people for themselves. Dave Carr, on the marketing team for Decentraland, agrees. Where Decentraland differs is that the people who uh, exist in the world, uh, they not only create the world, but they own the world and they also govern the world. People who have a stake in Decentraland, who own the land or hold currency, have decision-making power. Kaufman says we already have important examples of decentralization on the net. Uh, Chief among them, I think, uh, is the community of Wikipedians. Wikipedia is just the most awesome uh, institution. It's, you know, non-commercial. But Decentraland is definitely not non-commercial. In fact, experts say it's pioneering a combination of these features. Community control, decentralized ownership, a virtual world, and commerce. And this combination is what's keeping companies up at night. Mark Pesci is a futurist and author of the book Augmented Reality, Unboxing Tech's Next Big Thing. He thinks in the next five years or so, companies like Facebook, Google, and Apple will draw on this model to develop the next stage of web experiences. He calls them augmented reality products. And then the race is going to be on to see who can really dominate the market for reality, because that's what it comes down to. And that's why Facebook wants it, because Facebook really wants to be able to manage your reality for you. In tech, five years is eternity. And for now, the place where these things are being explored is in this nerdy corner of the Internet. But Brian Romero says we shouldn't dismiss it because little things can turn out to be big. You know, everyone's like, yeah, it sounds like it's for nerds and it's not really going to be popular. It sounds like a fad. <laughs> and we know how the Internet turned out. So maybe see you soon in the metaverse. Nicole McNulty, Columbia Radio News, 